Okay, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Nefelli. Text the show on 8.12.15. Otherwise, we don't have enough material to fill it. No. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. A bit more, a bit more in, into the box. And then email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Full. Yeah. Unusual way to start the Breakfast Radio Show, an appeal for material. Well, I, what I find is that... Um, when we do a pre-record, I like it because you guys are there, but I really miss the outside voice coming in. Mm. The Vox Populi. Yeah, it's like when I was a kid and Mrs Weston used to come round from next door and sit in our house for a couple of hours chatting. It's like that. With I see myself as a... zany ideas <laughs> about the world. <laughs> oh, she was zany. Mm. I'm glad you said Zany. Remember yeah. the man I briefly dated, and I'm afraid it didn't last because he said he was describing my sister, and he said your sister, she's really Zanny. Oh no! Uh, and I'm afraid that was it. I'm afraid Zanny. I have to say on the news that preceded this show, the woman <laughs> said Celsius on the weather. Uh, You're kidding? No, Celsius. Celsius, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe she's right, and everyone else is right. <laughs> I like Celsius. That would be a no- that would be a good name. That sounds like one of Caecilius's children. I once yeah. uh, I once finished with someone because they described Nick Hornby's fever pitch as a novel. <laughs> I'm afraid it's nonfiction. <laughs> I didn't say that, right, that's it. But I felt like, uh, I felt... um, A blow. Water. Is it like water leaking into a sinking ship? Uh, Doubt and disappointment. Frustration. Rage. Becoming rage. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, we've all... It's what I used to call the flash frames. You're with someone, you think this could go really well, and they say something, and you just think, oh... There's a young people term... What is, is that? that? The ick. Oh, the ick. Oh, I've never heard of that. How do you spell ick? I-C-K. Okay. Mm. And that means when someone says something and you think we can never be together. It's Just in a moment, fair, you go, In the Love yeah. Island context, it's really based on what one says. Yes, no, no one on Love Island. It tends to be based on something like, oh, I don't like the way he's done his hair. Yeah, yeah. No, not about novels in Love Island. <laughs> they not, rarely not fall no, out it's, over it's the finding, It's discovering further territory of the person. Is it physical yeah, territory? I think so. Is it physical territory based? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Is it like war, let's... Oh, Maybe yeah. not. Is it like that? The ick is bad, though, isn't yeah. it? When you get the ick, Frank, there's no going back. I have gone back. I think when Kath, um, very, my, my life partner, uh, 22 years together, very early on didn't know who George Galloway was, and I got the ick. Hmm? Hmm. I forgave. That's what I did. Not enough of that around now. I think that's more than forgivable. Yeah, what a way to go (laughs) for not knowing who George Galloway was. Did you you sort of consult with yourself and think, in a way, it would be better if none of us knew who George Galloway was? uh, You know me, I'm not judgy. um, (laughs) Not judgy. If you was dating now and and dumping people because they didn't know who George Galloway was, it would be a... Very short-term relationships. Do you remember, Frank used to have uh, another sort of... Do you remember that, Frank? You would... you would make the, Hardy? Yeah. Do you yes. want to explain to Pierre? You know that commencing dancing um, routine that Laurel and Hardy do when they dance in, a, in the centre of a Wild West town? I used to show that yes, to yeah. women early on, and if they didn't laugh, I thought, no, you cannot. He'd actually say to us, oh, I showed them the... You know, I put the floor yeah. and Hardy on. We say, on. "How was it?" And we'd all be stiff with stress. Yes, fast, tra- fast no. tracking uh, the oh, ick. Fast tracking the ick through yeah, exactly. Calling the actually opening the doors and calling the ick in, like well, a sort of sniffer so, dog. Yeah, it was so well known amongst our friendship group that sometimes Jane and Jonathan, our mutual friends, would say, "Well, I don't know. Has she seen the uh, Laurel and Hardy <laughs> video yet? I, I don't used, know. I if used it's to play last. it in quite um, quite early. <laughs> so yeah. you had a sort of princess and the pea thing." Like if, she, if, she, if, if you don't laugh at that, there's something wrong with your <laughs> deeper soul area. Yeah. So we'd I'd play it early, you know. Oh. Often, sometimes even the second cigarette of the evening, we'd watch that. Oh. 
Um, Those lucky women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. Most of them escaped. <laughs> I didn't work with Cat hates Laurel and Hardy. She's broken all the rules. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. We've already had an ick from the outside world. Oh, good. Uh, I think all icks come from the outside world. None from within. Well, uh, let's see what this one does. <laughs> 208 says, Frank, full stop, which is quite a mm. <clears throat> yeah. attention-grabbing way to begin. I once split with a girl as we were out one night and outcasts Heya came on and she said, shake it like a Polaroid teacher instead of picture oh. I turned to my friend and said I can't do this anymore <laughs> that is a bit <laughs> even by my st- that is hard John and Volker <laughs> I can't <laughs> it's fabulously dramatic isn't it <clears throat> does oh. it make any difference if you shake a Polaroid picture apparently it makes it worse oh it does it slightly it? shakes the, the ink around a bit you've got to leave it mm. oh, okay good to know health and safety that Outcast would rather we not know. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining yes. all of our they're pictures. They're a bit like that. I find them very duplicitous. <laughs> yeah, they're always up to something. That's mm. why they're outcast. Good hair straighteners, though. <laughs> Fabulous trilby work. But Emily <laughs> was making the point um, that icks are conditional. Mm. Am I right, mm. I find with the ick, one only ever really gets the ick with someone one is not destined to be with. Mm. I feel when the person is right, those things cease to annoy you. Mm. So you might have got the ick with someone over not getting the Laurel and Hardy, and yet Kath will get a free pass for that because she is your soulmate. Mm. Okay? Yeah, do you believe in soulmates? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I believe she is the person... I'm very happy you're with her, though. Well... Thank you. Yes, but I, the soulmate thing, um, I'm very happy I'm with it, don't get me wrong. The soulmate, I think there's probably in Britain, Great Britain, mm. I think, let's say Pierre Novelli probably has, and he's a, he's a high bar. I'd say there's probably... <laughs> he's a high bar? Uh, yeah. 180,000 people who would qualify as his soulmate. Okay. What about in Northern Ireland? <laughs> in Northern Ireland. You said in Great Britain, but if we had Northern Ireland, maybe another hundred. He's confined a four. to another four. Another four. A slightly <laughs> Nigel Farage approach to dating yeah. in Great Britain. Oh God! I'm there goes, there goes <laughs> my bank account. Yeah. I'll only date on the mainland. Can That's I say my that? View. <laughs> I think I'd only date on the mainland, though. Yeah. It's otherwise, God, I don't want to be rowing to a date. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Um, it's an interesting thing, though, because your suggestion is, it's like when, uh, let's say, a, a Sky Sports presenter was to say something that was a bit um, off-colour. Mm. If he was one of the more popular, successful ones, he'd do a big apology and then mm. be forgiven and warned not to do it again. And if they were trying to get rid of him anyway... Yes. It'd be out. So it's a bit like that if you're trying to get rid of them anyway. That's true. It's you might not know, even know you are, but you know. Subconsciously, you're, you're manifesting icks. Yeah, yeah, you're looking for icks. You're on ick, ick search, ick watch. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris, Chris Packham would do. I bet Chris Packham has got a strict ick yeah. agenda. Oh, he has got a lot, yeah. Oh, man. You can't get through that door easily. Yeah. He's got a big ick list. Mm. If you uh, if you run over a cat and said, "Ah, oh, well, plenty more cats around," that'd be it. I, be it with <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I once run over a rabbit accidentally, yeah. obviously. And is, it, sorry, is this an episode of Would I Lie to You? Now, honestly, I I couldn't get it. I couldn't shrug it off for about two weeks. I could hear the noise. Really oh, sorry, Frank, that's actually really, really upset me. Yeah, and it's upsetting us. <laughs> sorry, these Why people tell us? These people, people who eat a fully ground stallion, I don't know how they ever get out of it. <laughs> I've never met those people. They drive, they drive under it, mainly, I think. <laughs> no, I drive one of those, um, you know, those super trucks you see on obscure channels. <laughs> 
I drive one of those. No horse. I'm not going under any horse, and there's no horse getting under me. And the way we were talking at the beginning, and I said, oh, I'll, I'll ask the readers that, because they'll know the answer. What was it I was going to ask? Sorry, you? I'm a lady. Oh, yes. Um, um, Emily is the word lady, and I said, sorry, I'm a lady, sorry, I'm a lady, which was a song, a pop song. And I can't remember who the singer was, but more importantly, I can't remember why she was sorry that she was a lady. If anyone can help me with that. Mm. It sounds like she was being slightly sarcastic. Was it, was it a lady singer? We don't have the information to make a character assassination like that. Dark sarcasm in the dance floors. A dark sarcasm in the classroom, as yeah. uh, Pink Floyd would have put it. Uh, Frank, may I share this with you? I will, from Samuel Robbins. I can say she's passing me a massive spliff as we speak. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Algernon. She isn't. She isn't. Algernon. Um, Sam Robbins from Southend. Mm. There's been a sighting, and it's of one of the three of us. Okay. I'll continue. Morning, Frank, Emily, and Pierre. Last weekend, my partner, our two year old daughter, and I were trudging our way through the streets of Shoreditch on our way to a meal when a car pulled up beside me. Right. Who should emerge from this car but none other than Mr Frank Skinner? Okay. Or, as they've said, to use the rock band introductory vernacular, Mr Frank Skinner. Yeah. And in the car... Mr. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I must say, this made the horrendously exhausting experience of taking a toddler to central London all worthwhile. I stopped to give Frank a brief hello and continued onward in a much better mood. Well, that's good, isn't it? So thanks, Frank. What I like is it's got something of the flavour of the uh, the Peep's Diary and continued onward. Yes. <laughs> but Sam from Southend... And also, End... someone raised by that sort of old, there's always someone worse off. <laughs> yes. Theory. Well, when you see an old guy get out of a car, <laughs> obviously doesn't know where he is. <laughs> um, Sam's from Southend's postscript... I enjoyed okay. enormously. I did find it noteworthy, Sam continues, that almost the instant that Frank got out of the car, he stopped to ask someone for directions. That's my life. <laughs> I was slightly disappointed that he didn't use the FaceTime Kath and hold his phone in the air method of the past, a.k.a. Kathnab. Well, I've done that many, many times. Where were no. you going? What were you well, doing? Well, that was it. Where was I going? I was trying to get from uh, two of my friends... Um, recently got MAs in fine art and they had their, you know, your degree show. Mm. So I went to that at the Truman Brewery. Oh, yes, I'm familiar. Which is in... Uh, yes, it's in the East London area. It's in somewhere mm. in the East. I don't sort know. Sort of Shoreditch, Hoxton, yeah. I, yeah, I, one of those. They all, you know... They're all a bit, the Lord above gave And... And, and then I had to get to a gig at the Moth Club in Hackney. I know this is really interesting, but I had no idea. I literally walked out with about 40 oh, minutes to the gig. The I corner. didn't know what boss I had to get. Oh. Very trendy East London day for you, though. It was very trendy. You yeah. should have got an ironic sailor tattoo. I was certainly uh, the least fashionable person on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, people gave me quite a lot of uh, loose change. Oh. <laughs> but, some collectible um, coins. In the end, I just got on a bus and thought, if this is going the wrong way, yeah. then, so all is, then all oh, is lost. It's so exciting. It's your version of the film Speed. Yeah, so I got on the bus and I got uh, a, my Google Maps and just thought, just to see if it was oh. generally going in the Let, right let's direction. Let's see where the dot How goes. How was it? I think I would like to... I think you should trail this. I've started, it's so exciting. I've started doing it in, in black cabs now, of getting and watching watching uh, the route on Google Maps to make sure I'm not being over... 
charged. That's a lovely way to live. Yeah, I think if they see the glow of Google Maps on your face in their rearview mirror, they might think twice they about go, uh, d- go in the circular Off- route. Ofsted's in. Yeah. What happened with the boss, Minister? You know what? I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it were, it were be- when I realised that we were actually heading in that direction, man, that was exciting. It was how Roald Amundsen must have felt when he knew that the poll was near. You noticed I just said poll because I wasn't quite sure whether it was N or S. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Listen, I was watching a... um, Okay, it was on a recording, but I go to recordings more and more now as television goes into decline. And I was watching a Channel 4... Um, show about most popular toys. Oh yeah. Mm. What? What? Just briefly, what would be your guess? Biggest selling toy of the last, you know, forty years or so. Oh, selling. Can mm. is Lego available? It's just a generic answer. Yeah, Lego is a bit. Uh, apparently, Lego was in having hard times according to this uh, program mm-hmm. until it um, bought into the Star Wars. Really? Thing. Oh. Yeah. I'll tell you, because, you know, I've I been guessing. Guess. Oh, I know. Please. Okay. I'm just worried about people at home saying this is this is stasis. Okay. I don't want them to say that. You can have a quick guess. No. Okay. <laughs> it was Rubik's Cube. Really? Oh. I know. That's what I thought. Novelty. Oh, I thought it might be like a fun thing. <laughs> I thought it would be Barbie or something. Yeah. And they sold 340 million Rubik's Cubes. Really? I would. I wish mm. there was a figure to say how many of those were ever completed. Yeah. Oh, less than 1%, surely. Do you think that low? I hope so. If they were mixed up. I but think it's... There's no joy for me in a toy like that. I think it's a... Because a Rubik's Cube is also a sort of paperweight or decorative item, more so than an it's action rubbish paperweight. Also, the word toy is God. doing some pretty heavy lifting. Yes. Mm. Toy? Au oh, contraire. I'd say it's, well, it's multicoloured and yeah. plastic. It's awful. I just, the first time I got it, I went straight and took all the stickers off and just oh, stuck them on. You did that. You did that thing. <laughs> My father had views on that. That's a, Isn't that a bit like going on your mobile phone in a pub quiz? Yeah. It was terrible. Outrageous. I think it's like the brief history of time. Remember that brief history of time by Stephen Hawking? Yes. That was... And, and other Peter K routines that got cut. <laughs> what? What is that? Remember, remember Brief History of Time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about that Brief History. I saw a copy of that in a skip and the wind was blowing so the pages. So it's a lot about where you live now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was blowing the pages and when you got to page 50 onwards, it's completely blank. Oh, <laughs> Knowing that no one would ever get that far. Haw- Hawking's wager. It's true, though. It's you know that that blurring of fun and hard work, like yeah. chess. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, chess! I mean, it's a job. That's like a really hard job. It's like, what a relaxation! Even Monopoly for me. Yeah. That a is business. a massive blurring well, of what, fun. What, exactly? And... They're just playing estate agents. Who wants to do that? <laughs> yeah. They don't it, even want to do it. They did it because they couldn't do it. It's work. Food. It is. It's actually doing someone else's... T- or eating, <laughs> eating unfiletted fish. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. How a, much time have people got? A little project. <laughs> yeah. Did you know the original version of Monopoly was devised as a satire? It's not supposed to be a good game. No. It's supposed to be horrible. Oh, it's, is it? it's anti-capitalist. Well, well yeah. that, that worked, I think. <laughs> I would say it's my least favourite game with obviously Rubik's Cube not in there because it's not a game or a toy mm. in any way. It's science. <laughs> and uh, it's maths and all, sort, the, all the worst things in what the world operation? in a cube. <laughs> <laughs> operation, I don't mind that. That's because you're not a doctor. Imagine how they feel. No, I think it's the joy of in the 80s. I couldn't I couldn't even... Oh, my hands were shaking that much. I couldn't even hold the thing, let alone not set the buzzer off. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 
We've heard from everyone on earth, I think. Oh, okay. In answer to your question. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a lady. It's not, didn't um, William the Conqueror say that in 1067? <laughs> when the doomsday book was handed in. Go on. We've just had this in from everyone in the country. Okay. Uh, Baccarat saying, sorry, I'm a lady. Yeah, but why? the question was, why was she sorry? In the context we, of the song. Well, well, we also have that information. But well done on Baccarat. Mm. Not mm. Bert Baccarat, by the way. This is a different person. Mm. Eight to five claims. She's sorry. You you explain. They claim. Your she's yeah. sorry. She's a lady because she's seen a man. She's taken a shine to, and she wishes she was less of a lady and a bit naughtier. Oh, so she could uh, she could be the one who asks him out. This was written at a time when conventionally yes. men would do all the running in a new relationship mm. uh, beginning. Which those days were back, eh? Aye. And then Natcha Aye. of Bedford, or as he calls it, off of Bedford, which immediately makes me... Well, he's one of our regulars, Natcha. Mm. Natcha of old. 660 confirms this. Mm. It was sung by Bakra. She's apologising for being a lady, as in being ladylike as opposed to being forward. She's seen a bloke she fancies, but doesn't feel able to chat him up. I remember my manager in the... Not long after I joined my management group, when I was still appreciated. And, uh, <laughs> you are appreciated, Frank. And he took, me out, uh, he took me out for a meal and he asked the waiter to bring me the ladies' menu. <laughs> oh. oh. So you wouldn't see the prices? No, there was just loads of women in you could choose. <laughs> no, no, there what, wasn't. What, what are no, you doing? There was, there was um, yeah, there was no prices in I it because the idea of bloke could take a woman out and he didn't want her to be hampered. <laughs> By or, or of course, seek out the highest prices, whether she liked that food or not. Dual use. Yeah. Yes. So I was. I, so that night, I was glad I was a lady because it meant I wasn't. Pa- I wasn't paid. That's quite classy. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I bet you, you can't get a lady's menu anymore. And no. Lord knows I've tried. I think I had to drink out of a lady's glass as well to uh, combine the two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once you're in the role. <laughs> That's what I feel. roll with it. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 81215. Please. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Okay. Let me do a very quick... I don't know if you remember, but some time ago... Long time ago in Bethlehem saw the Holy Bible. Anyway, uh, dear Frank Skinner MBE, please see included in this package a four-slider pen. You know I'm a massive fan of the four-slider pen. With an innovative pencil attachment. As you can see from this fine piece of writer's engineering, the structural integrity of the seller tape adds a certain je ne sais quoi <laughs> about this function over form design. And that was from Russell Croucher, open brackets, non MBE. And what he sent me is one of those pens with the four colours, with a, a pencil sellotaped uh-huh. to it. And I have to say, I've used it extensively. (laughs) Really? This really works really well. Is the pencil sellotaped facing the other way? Yes. So you flip it over? Yes, Uh, it is, which is good thinking because you don't want it to be trying to write with pencil and the ballpoint's trying to get in on the act. Accidentally creating a sort of shadow. No, you don't. I don't like a pushy ballpoint. No, no. As much as I love... um, those multicolored things. You can get one with a pencil, which I discovered you have to sacrifice the green, which I, I think is the current uh, political mood since the <laughs> by-elections. Um, but with this in um, in Russell, is it Russell? Yeah, in Russell's yeah. Uh, Russell Crouch's method, you get the green and the pencil. Mm. Fabulous hybrid celebrity name, future. Russell Croucher. Do you think? Hybrid celebrity name. Why? It's just a, it just sounds like it's a hybrid of so many celebrities, Russell Croucher. I can't think of a Croucher. Peter? Well, I mean, not by name. Oh, Peter, there's only one Crouch. Oh, I see, yes. Now, listen to this, Frank. MJM has got in touch with us. Hmm. 
And it's it's on the theme of you were talking about Monopoly. Is it Metro Joldwyn Meyer? No, it's M J M E M J A Y E M. Okay. I don't know what that means. The name M. Yeah. But they've, as in my, at the beginning of my name, but they've spelt it using the letter M-J-M. Oh. OK, that's what that means. Do you understand that, Pierre? I don't understand that at all. Well, what's to understand? I, I understand. Okay. If Can you, you just... understand it? OK, OK. The letters M, are you familiar with the letters M, J and M? Yes. Are you familiar with the name M, E-M? Yes. Yes, E-M-J-E-M. This is like who's on first. I don't think it really matters that no, much. No, okay? <laughs> I'm glad it doesn't matter. Okay, can I move on from yes, this? Yes, please, please. Thank you. Um, I just get this bit of blood that's come out of my ears. Right, you're still oh. talking about it. Okay. Twister isn't a game, it's yoga. How dare they blindside me with colourful <laughs> circles to trick me into stretching. That's true. Well, that is, as I was saying, it's yep. the blurring the line, mm. the line between play and hard work. And, yeah, it is. And also, um, things can go wrong, I think, with Twister. I think Twister's finished. Yes. I played Twister, Frank, as you may recall. Do you remember who I played it with? Um, was it... Um, Leo McKern, who played Rompole in Rompole of the Bailey. We didn't play Twister. Okay. Do you remember the former, no longer with us, sadly, host of Countdown? The original host. Bob Holness. No, it was called Richard Whiteley. Whiteley, yes. Yeah. Oh, played, yes, yes. I, Bob Holness was um, whatever the other thing was called. Blockbusters. Yes. I played a game of Twister with him. With Richard yeah. Whiteley. Mm. Others were present. Yeah. And he had little red socks. Mm. On that, his feet. Nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, terrible. That's, that's gamesmanship. <laughs> yeah, that is. Also, when he had the, when on the red circles, it was really unsettling because it just sort of like his legs ended abruptly. Yeah, he, he, had, he had his tactics. Uh, he had very that. delicate little feet, I remember. It was a bit like a little a sort of a whippet in socks. Were they completely enclosed within the circle? <laughs> They were. He did a chat show. There was show. no overspill, Frank. He did a chat show in Edinburgh in which the guests were kept from him. Uh, oh. And he literally used to like say, who are you? What do you do? I see. So it was like the questioning you normally get on a chat show, but look, it started about four or five stages earlier than it normally does. With, with a really sincere edge to it. Yeah, exactly. Why are you it was, here? Yeah, it's oh. more like someone had turned up at his front door than on his chat show. Someone had turned on a lamp as he arrived home. <laughs> exactly. It was like that. I bet that often happened to him. Frank Skinner. Oh, I also I also heard from Stephen the Night Porter. Oh, oh yeah. Who, um, hi Frank, um, some praise which I'm holding back. I heard you talking to the week about chessboard pitches on football stadium pitches. Remember that? Was, mm. Do they still cut it like that? And apparently they don't. My theory is that it might um, interfere with VARs. Judgments. So I thought I would send you my chess overs calendar. Chess overs are generally chessboard portraits, but a few shapes thrown in, all the best. And oh. he sent me one of those, and it is. It's a chessboard with a face emerging from oh, it. Oh, right. Do I've you like it? I've done a yes. <laughs> Like a Doctor Who villain. I was just thinking of uh, the phrase hospital pass. <laughs> I have done a man versus horse design, and I've actually already got those on my radiator because they're like magnetic and they're based on the Lewis Chessman. So thanks, Stephen the Night Porter. Do you think he really is a Night Porter? Oh, Wasn't that so. a, 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 a strange film called The Night Porter with Dirk Bogart? Yes. I have an image of a pretty lady in a Nazi hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the film. Sorry, it's lingers. It lingers in my consciousness. One of your other calendars. Did she say yeah. that she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll be it. Um, Alan in uh, Malvern. Malvern, yes, lovely. 
This is a rather lovely missive, Frank. Morning, Frank and Friends. Oh, I like Frank and Friends. Frank and Friends. Can you... Uh, well... This, I, I enjoy this story enormously. 26 years ago, I married my beautiful wife, Martine. We honey- what happened? Is, is he going to say what happened? <laughs> no. Oh, OK. We honeymooned at the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. Whilst there, we watched an up-and-coming young comic called Pierre... No, not called Pierre. Called Frank Skinner. So, as a surprise for our anniversary... I've booked a few days up there and purchased tickets for the same comedian whose career seems to have rocketed. Well, that is lovely, but 26 (laughs) years ago, so that was 1997, Mm. I don't think I was up and coming in 1997. I was... Man, I was hot to trot. (laughs) Number one records. I mean... But anyway, thanks. Mm. Uh, it'd be good to see you. Yeah. Frank's going to finding the fault in praise <laughs> since 1997. That's, that's why I read that praise, because it's never perfect. Isn't no. that lovely, though, Frank? It is nice, and uh, yes, that is. To be serious for a moment, now I'm still a bit resentful about the up and coming. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't just, just couldn't spit it out. Uh, Ruth Jordan. Yes. Would a jigsaw puzzle count among Frank's list of fun things that are actually just hard work? That question to Mm. Frank Skinner. Um, Yes. And the worst of all ones are, you know, you actually see those white, those ones that are all white. Oh, that's just silly. As Michael Barrymore used to say. (laughs) All white. I I mean, that is just making something to be unpleasant in your life mm-hmm. as difficult as possible yeah but not no satisfaction at the end of it I remember I made a West Bromwich Albion team shot jigsaw and then had it framed mm. lovely and one of the um, fit, one of the pieces I don't know how this happened f- sort of fell out and slid down the back of the picture <laughs> and in, in fact it was brilliant because it really hammered home that it was a jigsaw Oh, sort of real and not... Uh, yeah, oh. that it had a piece missing. Yeah, it's almost like, um, you know, the Islamic carpet designers who usually put a deliberate fault in. Oh, the, the deliberate floor. Yeah, mm. it was like that. I love that. I've got a thousand... I only do thousand pieces. You know I'm a jigsaw fanatic these days. Oh, are you? Yeah. Uh, thou- what sort of uh, pictures yeah. are you doing? I'm very into uh, dog breeds, obviously. Okay. Uh, and are you still rectangular, or have you moved into the circular world? I don't like the circular world. No. Circular? Mm. You get circular ones. There's yeah. been some innovation in the jigsaw community, <laughs> yeah. of which I was unaware. I yeah. think uh, Mr. Spot used to do 3D jigsaws, didn't he? I did a Films of Tim Burton one recently. Did oh, you yeah. really? No, I researched them heavily. God, did you just... But you'd have so many pieces that have got Helena Bonham Carter on. Yeah, it could be How do you know which one is she's in? Yeah, you say oh. Shakespeare's World. Oh. I go, yeah, I go quite waitrose with my jigsaws. What do you do with them when they're done? There's a lot of, and there's a lot of, oh, I've got a spear, the tip of a spear I'm looking for, and a blue pointy hat. Yeah. Well, I keep them up for three days. Oh. They're on the kitchen table. Okay. I keep them intact for three days. Okay. And... I wonder if you might photograph them the way people... I do photograph them, Frank. Fair enough. I was keeping that to myself. I was a little ashamed. No, no. (laughs) Um, I think that's a good thing to do. Would you do a jigsaw with me one day? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am... I've always... I've always... Well, even if it was a Doctor Who one? I've... Well... Oh! Maybe I would. Okay. I've always thought that... um, People talk about how faith is dying out in in modern Britain mm. and Northern Ireland. Um, <laughs> actually, less there, to be fair. But yes. um, I think anyone who buys a jigsaw from a charity shop is showing an <laughs> a, 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 oh God faith above the Pilgrim Fathers <laughs> <laughs> to believe that all those pieces are going to be there. I mean. And yeah. to commit to go into it, yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe spend hours on it and then find there's one missing at least. You're missing a crucial scraggly tree piece from that your Tim Burton picture. That would be a good way to break up with someone, though. Send them the jigsaw. They have to put it together to find out and have a little message. You could make a bespoke uh, one. Oh, God, that's one of the... Cr- <laughs> so they had to go through the hard work I mean, of putting together their yeah. dumping message. Five, make it a 500-piecer, be kind. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what are you doing thousands at the moment? Yeah, thousands. Respect. <laughs> Open brackets, <laughs> question mark, close brackets. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Chaz Cook has some advisory jigsaws. We won't talk Chaz about Chaz Cook, who used to play on the wing for Chelsea. It could be. I don't know. Okay. When putting a completed jigsaw back in the box, one should always put the edge pieces in a separate plastic bag, thus reducing the R factor when attempting for a second time. No. Second time? I think Chaz is missing the whole point. <laughs> Are we going back and redoing jigsaws? Why not? <laughs> I suppose. Oh, at my age, I could do it the next day. It'd be an equally <laughs> challenge. <laughs> no, I... Um, that's cheating, isn't it? Putting the the straight ones in a separate thing. Mm. When I did a jigsaw, this is fascinating stuff. I used to build the frame first, mm. finish off all the straight bits. Yeah. About that. We've also had uh, Frank and team. One of my chores for today is to sort. They said the lies of jigsaws. Mm. I, I don't. I don't know if they. Perhaps that's. Uh, I don't think that'd be a good title for a novel. <laughs> the Lies of Jigsaws. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. I'd buy that in an airport, WH Smith. Me too. Sure. My dad was once asked to think of uh, what would you, what would be the dream title for a novel, and he said, No Sand on the Beach. I think someone might have stolen that subsequently. Uh, I'm I don't know. I saw a woman <laughs> out running this morning, which is a common enough occurrence, and she was in sandals rather than trainers. <laughs> no. Yeah. You can't run in sandals. I thought at first she was being pursued, but she was in <laughs> she was in sportswear. You know, I know everyone's in sportswear, but she seemed to be running, running, not just mm, running sandals. for. I know. Yeah. I um, know. Listen, he, tell me about. I know. I told you about it. This correspondent continues. Like Emily, I only do a thousand piece ones. It's obviously a bit of a thing in our bit community. Of a yeah. yeah. Unlike Emily, I keep them whole once completed for only about three minutes. I can't be sitting around gazing on it. Straight into a freezer bag and back in the box. Wow. Freezer fresh. <laughs> do you um, do you take them to charity shops or do you just keep them? No, you keep them. I'm afraid I keep them. Yeah, I could. I couldn't bring myself to throw it out there. I like my children. It's a bit like um, relationships, isn't it? You you build them and then you tear them apart and then you just put them in a sort of memory box. <laughs> yeah. Once the fun's worn off. Yeah, I like to think that I got beyond uh, a thousand pieces. Certainly in the dissembling. Put, put the edgier parts in a separate bag. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, this is getting a bit dark. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about something else. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about something else. Go on, then. But I was just concerned that we wouldn't have enough time because the producer... Well, the producer waits to moments. Like, I say, let's talk about something else, and then she'll... Wave her hands about saying, "Now that's it. Now it's let's, almost let's deliberate." About, let's talk about Sesk. Sesk, baby. Yes, that was an Arsenal chant. Well, you're not familiar with it. Oh, Sesk Fabregas, oh, one of our greatest. It? Let's talk about Sesk, comma baby. It's not um, <laughs> easy to chant Sesk. <laughs> no. Well, it? that's why they're hoping they're filthy. Oh. Yeah. You know what they're like. Oh, I want to talk to no. you about emo- emojis, but it's going to have to wait. Okay. Okay. It gives me a chance to <laughs> look them up, <laughs> see what they are. How <laughs> are you spelling that? Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Uh, I, want to, I mentioned emojis, and I want to get into this. Before I do, just very quickly, I'd like to share this from Pedals, because Pedals... I okay, think- step on it. 
Hi friends, did you know that doing regular jigsaw puzzles extends one's lifespan? I have read this. Uh, whether one would... It just seems like it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> whether one would want to under those circumstances, I don't know. Oh, and by the way, Chaz the Cheater, as he's now being called, he who puts the edges into the plazzy bags, <laughs> yeah. Chaz the Cheater should be nowhere near jigsaws with his separation of straight edges. All Love, right. that's from uh, Steph on an arrow. All right, bit. come on, so <laughs> don't make me stop the car. <laughs> this is the thing with jigsaws. People get yeah. into them, they kick off, you get They firms. have their own rules. Hooliganism. Yeah. Be the They're death. still more fun than a Rubik's Cube, but what isn't? <laughs> <laughs> that should be a slogan. They could use that, Frank. So emojis. I'm guessing yes. you refer to the news story this week, which mm. yes. made an emoji illegal. Well, thing. specifically the thumbs up emoji. Mm. And when I saw this, I thought, oh, I can't wait to discuss this with the boys because I cannot think of two people less likely to use the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> I say that because you're very sort of medieval Britain cathedrals. Yes. I don't imagine mm. you communicate with each other in that fashion. You're more, so be it. No, sire. although something <laughs> I did uh, I did find interesting, I don't know if you saw this, Pierre, but the, the, the person who was, I don't think he was a judge, but he was um, whatever they call the justice of the peace In Australia. Yeah, oh, who, no, Canada, was it? Yeah. Who dealt with, we should say the case was that a man was um, <laughs> wanting to buy flax <laughs> from a farmer. Mm. He sent the contract to the farmer and said, is that okay? Then you're going to bring the flax and he got a thumbs up emoji. From back. the farmer. And the court said that that was legally binding, yes. that mm. thumbs up emoji. And so that he had to pay the man for not delivering the, the flax. flax. The farmer claimed he just meant a thumbs up as in, oh, yeah, I'll have a look at it. I'll have a look at the contract, thumbs up. Yeah, I've got to say, what you, what if I got that emoji, I'd be anticipating flax. <laughs> would you? Yeah, I would. You'd would be you? getting out the sacks for the flax. I You'd would. Be... Everything about that thumbs up emoji <laughs> said flax imminent. <laughs> That's probably someone's school motto. Flax imminent. Flax imminent. <laughs> or a, a sort of futuristic American hero. No, I'm with, I'm with the judge. But what the justice said, as you said on the ancient history thing, the judge said, you know, it's... Difficult this um, to because different countries even have different interpretations of what an emoji means. Mm. He said, "What we really need is a sort of emoji version of the Rosetta Stone to define exactly <laughs> what emojis mean." I thought oh, that's good. Yes. Justice. J O P J O T P. I suppose. J O T P. Well, and there's the interpretations. I mean the. The sort of what's used in in the UK as the prayer hands emoji. Oh yeah, it's actually supposed to be high fiving two different hands. Is it? Oh, is it? Because mm, they don't pray like that in in Japan with hands together like that. So it's not prayer. I don't to them. pray that way. I <laughs> sorry, it, but I don't pray that way. I thought it was the nap killing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> what's your worst emoji, Fang? Well, the one that did the one of the first emojis. I won't tell you what mine is. I think you can guess. One of the there's, there's two I hate, but for the very different reasons. Yes. I don't like... I'm not sure if I can say this on air. I think I'm all right. The the, the poo emoji? Um, yes. yes. I don't like the the quiff, the tapered <laughs> tapered quiff. There's too much of the process in it. Has it got yes. I don't like that it's got eyes as well. I don't like the tapering. We don't need to know about that. <laughs> you don't like the sort of um, Mr. Mr. Whippy aspect? No, I don't like that. Yeah, but they're trying to make it look more attractive. Well, okay. to me, I start thinking, as I say, okay. the, the act. What else? The other one is crying with laughter. Mm -hmm. no, because no. I got that very early on. One of the first emojis I got, as you can imagine. <laughs> and now if I send anything funny to anyone and they send back blah, blah, laughed at this message, you know that message mm -hmm. you can get. Yeah. Or, or just as a laughing emoji, I'm... Mm. pining for the tears mm. <laughs> so I think oh I peaked too early mm. so that spoiled me basically yeah. 
Oh. You're both looking at me as if I've suddenly. Can you know when people come out of a coma and they speak Chinese? No, do you know why we're looking before? at you like that? I'm going to predict because we're both thinking, we're mentally reversing, thinking, oh, how many times have I sent him that? Oh, no. Oh. I don't think you guys. Do you send me emojis? I would never send you an emoji, no. darling. No, thank you, darling. <laughs> Let's get back to Farmer Chris Actor and his um, his emoji contract. non-deliverance of the flax. He lives in a place. He lives in a, a. I mean, whereabouts is this? In uh, it's in Australia, isn't it? No, it's in Canada. In Canada, that's right. I knew it was. He lives in a place. The farmer called the the township is called Swift Current. Oh. I mean, that's brilliant, that's isn't it? But it's Australian flax going to Canada, to be clear. OK. Both Is nations it? are involved. Oh, I didn't realise that. I, I thought it was aimed at Australians because it was the Australian newspaper. I may have told you before that I, um, I knew a man, a friend of mine, who was an expert on the place names of Worcestershire. Oh. Um, How often did you see him? <laughs> I saw him re- on a regular basis. Really? He's a very entertaining individual. Cut his own hair. And um, <laughs> said to me, he hadn't spoken to his wife for 20 years, other than to say, like, where's my shirt? Or mm. yeah. goodbye. <laughs> anyway, this is enough details about... But he was an expert on this thing. And... Um, it's the least romantic activity you can imagine, being an expert on place names. So in you'd get a place that was called something like the Devil's Finger, mm. and you'd think, oh, I bet there was some terrible thing that happened here and someone saw this fear. And it was always, and he'd say, no, that's, it's, uh, what's happened? It was originally would have been Dervinger, which means muddy track. And they were all like that. Everything yeah. was reduced to the most dull geographical feature. But, um, so Swift Current mm. yeah. could be from Swefke, which means um, Rocky Road. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It could be undermined. That's how yeah. you ordered, That's how they called Rocky Road ice cream then. Yeah, that's what yeah. they named it. I've been uh, I've been corrected by Will. What? Three eight three. That doesn't happen often, Frank. Mm. It doesn't. Pierre's been corrected. It says the prayer emoji actually means sorry in Japan. It's in bowing, I think. Oh. But, uh, however, most, I, most things mean sorry yes, in Japan. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I, however, I hit. I strike back at seven two eight, who says, "Oh, wouldn't it have a thumb on if you're high fiving?" And seven two eight seems to forget that there is not a thumb on both sides of their hand. Oh, I see. So it's yes. I understand. What they've done is they've put their own hands together and looked down and gone, yes, thumbs. When I, uh, when I used to do the television panel show um, Room 101... Mm. Oh, this is never awkward. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> oh, it's all right. It, you know, seven series. It's OK. Um, Larry marvelous. Lamb. Larry Lamb was on. And uh, he's the senior lamb, isn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah. He's, um, <laughs> I know both The lambs. Nazarene? It's, no. The young lamb is George. Yeah, so Larry Lamb was Lovely on. Boys. And one of his choices was the high five. Oh. He wanted to put in the high five. And we researched the high five. The high five was kicking around, like, in the 1920s. Was it? Yeah. It was like a jazz thing. We, had, we got old black and white footage of people high-fiving. Really? Yeah. Gosh. So, um... Stick that in your um, emoji pouch. <laughs> well, Andy Wood has traced back. Do you know Andy Wood? Thanks for no, the tip. Okay. The first use of the emoji back to 1648. That will be with us. Short more 1648. information. 1648. Yes. I'm nearly tea time. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Okay, Pierre, do you want to share this? It feels very much your area, Facts. as it's very um, IB13 <laughs> summer's old, sire. It's uh, Andy Wood has shared this with us. Okay. Regarding yes. 
one of the earliest examples of an emoji. Yes, uh, he says, way, way back in 1648, the English poet and Anglican cleric Robert Herrick opened one of his poems with oh, the line, yeah. Tumble me down and I will sit upon my ruins smiling yet. Colon, bracket. After the word yet, he added what we all came to know as a smiley by placing a colon representing eyes directly before a parenthesis representing oh, the smiling yes, mouth. Oh, that one. Robert Herrick is um, Gathi Ye Rose, but why ye may? Oh. Oh, what here a, we go. These two are off again. Oh, oh, right. A little rose emoji. Someone yeah. swallowed a dictionary this morning. Oh, oh, so there's a feeling that, that he invented the... Uh, dot, dot, smile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shall we say it took a while to take off as 1981 seems to be the next time it emerged from Andy Wood, Bronte Country. When did Once it emerge again, in 1981? Po- poetry, influential writer across society. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Well, listen. Someone um, just got an alert, by the way. It'll probably be one of your Doctor Who's. I don't think I got an alert. I'm not... It'll um, probably be something like new sonic screwdriver, 10% off or something. Um, <laughs> there is a new sonic screwdriver, but <laughs> oh sold God. out. Sold oh. out day one. Is this for the new Doctor? Yeah, for the, the new... Does he get a new sonic? Oh, every every new Doctor now gets one. Do they? Yeah. What are his clothes like? Um, has he got his out? Has his outfit been revealed? I've seen his outfit. It was at, How at would a Comic Con. It? It's not. It's non-controversial. It's pretty basic. It's not like a really remarkable. Is it a cool suit? Yeah, I think it's. I'm trying to remember if there's an. He likes a long coat. When he was there previously. Oh, they always love a long coat. What doctor doesn't love a long coat? Well, I can name a few if you like. <laughs> Very few doctors the, in tank tops. The eighth doctor's costume came about because the office where uh, uh, there a man Which was, was the eighth doctor. Ricky Gervais. Paul McGann. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Uh, He's it, not really a doctor, is he? Yeah. I so he was really. planning. Uh, so there, someone was going to a fancy dress party as Wild Bill Hickok, and he stole his outfit. That's how he got his uh. costume. Did Christopher Eccleston have a long coat? Was he more he had a leather jacket? He had a leather jacket. It was, I suppose it, you wouldn't call it long. No, it was. It was. It might have been a bit of a bomb warmer. Do you like oh. when we talk about uh, Doctor Who? Frank goes a bit adorably coy, like tread tr- softly. Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston is Scrooge at the Olvi this year. Oh. Written by my brother-in-law. Script dedicated to moi. Really? Yeah. Based on a man who um, became so embittered and unpleasant <laughs> by g- getting money <laughs> that um, he hated everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was a dedication waiting to happen. I'd, I'd love to see you, you taken by a ghost to... You know, uh, Christmas has passed. Well, this is David Padilla's house. <laughs> I remember the parties. <laughs> oh, God, what about when he took me to a Jewish Christmas party and we played that? You know, that the hat game, they used to call it, where you had to communicate what... Who am I? Yeah, what, who am I? And it was um, Mahat- you... Mahatma Gandhi. Mm. Yeah. And I, uh, and, and I gave the best clue she could ever hear oh, to this... Uh, friend of his and he didn't get it and in the end I called him a very abusive swear name. You didn't. I'd been invited the only non-Jew at the Jewish Christmas party and uh, his girlfriend started crying I'd, I'd, I'd insulted him so badly oh, I know I'm not defending his awful behaviour and um, that man <laughs> was um Robert Vladimir Putin. That <laughs> <laughs> was <laughs> Look, we was, we've lost our way on Mickleborough versus Actor, <laughs> which is the thumbs-up emoji um, legal dispute. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, so um, it was said in court, Your Honour, that uh, they, in the past... Um, Arrangements between Mickleborough and Actor, they'd had, they'd, they'd, um, they'd had dealings before, oh. um, would often be contra- um, confirmed contracts with a written yop 
So they get a text that said, Yup, Y-U-P. It seems to me the oh. thumbs-up emoji is not a massive move from that. From, your, from a yup, no, I agree. They're operating. I hate a yup. Do you? Oh, it really puts me off someone. It's quite passive-aggressive, isn't it? I don't like a thumbs-up. No. I no. I've heard do. that. Well, what is I, uh, wrong with you? I also, what if you're, um, what if you're, if you received bids from Colonel Thompson, for example? <laughs> yes. And maybe the um, leading lady of Hans Christian Anderson, uh, Thumbelina, you'd get, you'd get your thumbs up emoji and assume that they'd, uh, they were going to do it. Yes. Mm. I bet they didn't consider this in court. Do you know why I object to the thumbs up emoji? Why, darling? Must <laughs> be dating the man from Fantasy Island. <laughs> um, I'll tell you why. I don't object. A lot of the Gen Zers find it passive aggressive, apparently. Do they? I Grow find up. It, I find it quite. Uh, I find it as passive-aggressive as if someone very slowly gave me a thumbs-up to my face. Really? Yeah. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. You find it? Oh. Yes, your generation don't like it. However, that's not why I object. I don't object on the grounds of my feelings. I object. <laughs> preposterous reason to object. I object on the grounds of it being very poorly realised aesthetically no oh, do you it looks, think it's ter- have you started, looked at examined forensically that thumbs up emoji it's one of the worst drawn of all the emojis is it it's like an early draft of a Simpsons hand it's appalling yeah. that's because work- artists always draw <laughs> with holding up a pencil in their thumb so they can't they can't do they can't both do things two in a row yeah. no it's impossible no that's true I just find it tacky it's interesting, the passive-aggressive, because there was a whole feature about how um, older people and younger people um, see these things differently, yeah. mm-hmm. see emojis differently. Um, and I... I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I'm sort of not anti-emoji, but the idea that they're so open to interpretation well, that you could offend mm. the red is heart a bit of a shocker. Frank, I only discovered recently the red heart emoji. Oh, yeah. Apparently, that's, that's a big statement if you send that red heart emoji. Oh, yeah? That's only should be... <laughs> to, a, to a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> for very, very close friends and family. There are specific ones for more platonic friendships. Oh. Like, I should be sending you a pink heart. Oh, I okay. see. And I should definitely not have sent my dog groomer um, purple hearts. Oh, well, why? Well, that's a whole other thing, apparently. <laughs> apparently it is, Frank. Oh, right. Mm. Well, in the, in, the, in the article I read, it also said that having a handkerchief up the sleeve... <laughs> Was seen as an archaism. <laughs> yes, yes, I can agree with that. Yeah. You, you, you'd agree with it. I've I've barely heard of a handkerchief up the sleeve. What? I've heard of one oh, in, what, a, in a pocket. You'll be telling me next you don't carry your cigarettes and your lighter <laughs> in your t-shirt sleeve. <laughs> I don't do that. Obviously, I don't have the foot. The um, what they called the bicep, the biceps the for it. Whereas, um, oh yes, was the this was the li- this was a sort of a list of things that. Are you, what is it, Pierre's generation? Millennial. Did you say? Yeah, are you millennial? I'm a young millennial. Okay. Things that they that may they felt were dated. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. Well, it's included several emoji things and reinterpreted, and then things like that. Yeah. Um, handkerchiefs and... Handkerchief up the sleeve. <laughs> or in your doublet. I always carry a handkerchief at all times. I, rem- I come from a generation where... All a woman had to drop to attract a man was a handkerchief. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I share this with you from 112? Not another massive spliff. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. I thought you might like this. It isn't quite a jigsaw, but a Lego set that I haven't yet got round to attempting. It has one 998 pieces... And is a rather large Rolling Stones tongue. Oh, I really that don't know where good. to start. 
Also, it says on the box that it's only suitable for 18 years plus, and I'm not entirely sure why. Oh, I wonder why. Why is the tongue not... Let, let the children construct a giant tongue, would you? <laughs> I love that Whitney Houston song. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> may, we, wait, may we go back, Frank, to the farmer... So yes. I hear he wants a wife. Ooh, Chris Actor. <laughs> Is he called Actor? Well, it's A-C-H-T-E-R. I'm, I'm guessing it, you say Actor. Oh, OK. An actor prepares, is what he says when he's uh, putting his fertiliser down. <laughs> Are you on the side of the... You're on the side of the purchaser, not the affiliate. I am. If I, if I said, "Are you okay then to deliver the flax?" which is what the base of the letter. But you said. wouldn't, because it's not the 13th century. No, I, no. I didn't even know. I had to look up what flax was, to be honest. You do have handkerchiefs up your sleeve. To <laughs> I do. Yeah, linen, you could be purchasing flax. Linen made by flax. <laughs> um, Yes, I, and if I said, is everything OK for the flax delivery, and I got a thumbs-up emoji, as far as I'm concerned, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm, I agree. Really? And, and so that's what the justice thought as well. <laughs> mm. The justice? That's what I called it. <laughs> the, the long arm of the law gave a thumbs-up as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that like some Marvel franchise? It's, it's just um, a courtroom in Canada. <laughs> So you said you wanted to go back to it. No, well, no. I was interested to. I was interested that that was where you'd come down on the side of it, which yeah. makes so that suggests um, if you were to send a thumbs up emoji to me, that would be contractually. You would be contractually obliged to follow through on that. If you said to me, will you marry me, in a text, and I sent back a thumbs-up emoji... <laughs> I would I split up with you immediately. No, I think that that would... Um, that would be legally binding. Uh, yeah. It used to be a, a thing... Can I sue you for distre- emotional distress, then, if you well, didn't follow through? When I was a child, there's a thing called breach of promise... Mm-hmm. Where you could, um, if you said you were going to marry someone and then you didn't, they could take legal action against yeah. you. You listening to this out there? <laughs> <laughs> I remember a friend of mine um, getting engaged. And then he said to me, I saw him a couple of weeks later, I won't say her name, but he said she started going on now about getting married and stuff. Mm-hmm. She said shake it like a Polaroid teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and I said... Yeah, well, that's because you're engaged. He said, no, but I thought that the way I was thinking, that was the destination. That wasn't like a stop-off point to marriage. I want to be permanently engaged. I said, maybe you should have made that point at the beginning. And he was genuinely... He said, no, I've never mentioned marriage. I just said, let's get engaged. Well, that's how they trick you. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's my spine again. (laughs) We sort of, I don't know, I feel like I'm talking in a tone, like we're in space. Do you? What, do you think we sound odd? I think we're just talking rubbish, aren't we? Oh, that's all right. Oh, general. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe it's just me. Look, I think it was fine until you started giving us sort of a critique. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Frank on Absolute Radio. This is a nice reader for you, boys. Nine, uh, Gareth Crossman, read Doomsday Book. It was completed in 1086, not 1067. You know I know, but you know what? <laughs> um, you, get, you get my gist, is what I'm saying, but thanks, I appreciate that. Unfortunately for both of us as comedians and fact lovers, sometimes facts are speed bumps on the comedy highway. They are, it's true. It's so but true. It, I, if I'd have known when it was finished, I would have given the correct date. Mm. I just knew it was after 1066, <laughs> and I wanted to give the Normans the benefit of the doubt. That's very that kind they of turned you. it around pretty quickly. Yeah. Very yeah. kind of you after that terrible Bayer tapestry thing. By the way, do um, do watch um, when this show is over, mm. and not a second before. Do um, do put on um, England's World Cup. Um, team playing uh, Haiti, I think, today. Haiti. Haiti? Haiti. Haiti. I like Haiti better. But, you know, let's call the whole thing Small Island. And, um, (laughs) yeah. And I believe that um, the official song 
for the Women's World Cup is Sorry, I'm a lady! Sorry, I'm a lady! It might not be. <laughs> Directed at some of the more toxic football fans. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But really ironic. Oh, yeah. sorry, I'm a lady. We won a big trophy and um, you didn't. Women yeah. should have sung that when they came on to the Nevermind the Buzzcocks set. As soon as they sat down, they just sing Sorry, I'm a lady. Why did they get... Um, Oh, that was quite notorious. Did you oh, not know? Oh, was yeah. it? It was a it few... Um, or any panel show, really, back then. Yeah. yeah. Not mine. Not yours. Not yours, I have to say. Um, while we're talking about the handkerchief... Oh, yes. That is a bit old school. It's a bit Definitely. magician. It's a, yeah. That is a ladies' thing, I think. I always have a handkerchief <laughs> in a pocket. My mum always had a handkerchief up her sleeve. Ah, and I, I don't mean that metaphorically, but she could just... <laughs> one out at any time. It's a shame the handkerchief has gone because if you think about it... So that means your bastard handkerchief. Mm. Yeah, but a handkerchief is going to save the planet, isn't it, more than paper tissues that you just use and then throw away? Very possibly. Carrying cash also passed it. Yeah, post-Covid especially. Mm. Yeah, that's gone now, cash. Yeah. It's not that I think it's passed it, I just think it's... I always do think suspicious character... I saw a man once in a top people's store, as some would call it, Harrods, and he was buying a pair of very expensive designer shoes. I think they were Louboutins. And he was peeling off these notes, 10, 20 pound notes. Yeah. And I thought, someone definitely suffered a lot of discomfort for you to get that money. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Something bad happened to somebody. I know, but we all make these <laughs> rash judgments. Whenever I see a, a really muscular man, you know, in a tight T-shirt, really worked out, I always think dangerous loner. <laughs> but uh, it can't always be true, can it? Sometimes they're just yeah, cross, some... CrossFit enthusiasts. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sometimes. <laughs> but I think we all know that I'm a sort of a 8 out of 10 with that guess. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> we move to the, uh, the end of the show. Um, I, it's been difficult for me because I'm going to a <laughs> wedding after... And um, Are we going to be honest about what's happened behind my the My headphones put a really dirty mark on the, on the collar of my white shirt that I'm wearing for the wedding. Mm. And so in every break, <laughs> Emily Dean has been scrubbing away at my collar with tremendous... Um, gusto. Gusto, And yes. success. Um, well, I wish you'd seen how bad it was before. It was bad. As, as my plastic surgeon said to me. Yes. <laughs> so, then you'd be um, appreciative. I'd also, the producer, Sarah, just adjusted my collar when I got in, smartened me up a bit. I'd accused her of having dirty fingers. <laughs> like did. a mechanic. And then, because uh, she wears black all the time. And well, I just thought that's because of, that's of her filthy fingernail. <laughs> So I've blamed her. Uh, it's been awful. And now I'm going to a wedding <laughs> with a dirty collar. <laughs> I mean, people talk of first world problems, but really, you know, at a wedding, you don't want to. You don't want to look like you don't care. No. Do you know what? I like to think I've upgraded you from filthy to grubby. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, um, that's so many my ways. <laughs> it's important to have an ambition. Um, well, look, so um, that. And uh, <laughs> if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out.